Thank you all for listening to the Black with Endurance podcast. I am your host, Lonnie Woods, along with my amazing co-host, Coach William Solomon. Before we get into this episode, I just want to say thank you all for your support. Thank you for listening. I know I do not get episodes out as consistently as I would like to. Recently, I had some issues in my personal life that caused me to take a step back to really focus on my mental health. And I appreciate everyone who has been rocking with us, still listening, still interacting on the Instagram page. Um, I have so many episodes backlogged, so I'm going to be putting those out. I also have interviews lined up with some incredible athletes. I can't wait to get those out there. Um, I'm excited about what's to come with Black With Endurance. Also, this episode, I've been waiting so long to put this out. Uh, I love this interview so much. This woman amazes me in so many ways, not just as an athlete, as a mother, as a wife. It is the one and only Dominique King from Lean In With The Kings. If you haven't already, make sure that you are following them. Her and her husband are so inspiring. And they have a podcast as well called Grow Up Wild. So make sure you guys check that out. I might be on one of their episodes if you go and check it out. So I'm not going to hold you guys too long. So without further ado. On this podcast, we talk exclusively to black athletes, whether you're a seasoned vet, a beginner, or someone just considering trying a sport. This podcast is for you. Thank you for having me on. This is super exciting. My name is Dominique King. Uh, I am living currently in just outside the Bay Area in Antioch, California. I am from a little bit of everywhere. Um, I feel like I'm a military child, but no one's actually in the military. So I've lived in California. I've lived in Utah. I've lived in parts of Colorado, but we, my family just really came back and settled in the California area permanently at some point in time. So this has been home for, for quite a while. So I am, I am a mother of three beautiful children, uh, one of which is in his 20s, so we're hoping that he flies the coop soon. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, you we've got to get out that? here. Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm allowed <laughs> to say that. We, I love my son. He's amazing. He is going to do something special out in the world, but he has to get out there first get out there, yeah. so um when he's ready he will go and then I have two daughters and one is 12 and one is getting ready to be 10 but they're both 35 in their minds so <laughs> we have that going on and my husband is Kenneth I'm sure a lot of people they're on our page which is leaning with the kings they'll see us interacting all of the time I like them a lot I actually kind of love them too. So <laughs> you're hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's me before, and I'm a long distance trail runner. I was a flight attendant before, and I'm actually in school to get my clinical psychology degree. So nice. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice big family. Do you have any siblings yourself? And where did you where did you grow up? 
Ooh, I have siblings. Yes. I have four other siblings. I'm one of five. I am the second oldest. And like I said, we grew up a little bit of everywhere, but predominantly in California, I went to all public schools from Granada to Hayward High, San Lorenzo. So dibbled and dabbled in a little of everywhere. And did I say I'm the, I'm the second oldest? Yeah. Yes. But I'm the boss. So <laughs> I I I can see that. Yes. <laughs> I love your personality. Um I wanted to ask like it might be moving ahead too much but just how when did you get into trail running? You know what? I've always been a runner. So mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit before. I've always been a runner in general. I played basketball, but my upbringing like we discussed on on my podcast was a little bit chaotic. And so running was my way of just getting out and clearing my head. And then as I got older, um, to be honest, I didn't even know trails were a thing like uh, at most African-American people, black people. I thought the woods was not for me. So <laughs> I tried to steer clear of that. But then I got into trail, red, trail running more seriously, I would say, in about 20. 19 and that's like right around COVID right around things getting shut down um I actually had an experience running streets that um kind of turned me off running street for a while I was actually accosted on a run someone like hopped the curb in their car and tried to get out and it's a Whoa. big thing so yeah I was just looking for a way to feel safer and people tend not to think like trail running is safer but for me it was I just got to wear what I want run how I want and uh really just get out there and connect so yeah because yeah. nobody's out there <laughs> no, wow. nobody's out there that's not willing to be tased so right <laughs> let's get, give the viewers some insight into that because I think that's going to be very telling to who you are now a lot of people after getting accosted while running would probably just give up running you went the other route. You was like, I'm just going to get away from y'all. I'm not going to give up running. I'm just going to get out into the woods. Give me, help me understand that mindset. You know what? I've never been a person to take the easy way out. If there is an opportunity for maybe me to shift gears or shift focus, but still be able to accomplish what it is I want to do, I'm going to be that person. Um, and, you know, there was a little bit of fear for a while going back to street. I definitely had to change the way I run. I had a lot of self-doubt, like, was it what I was wearing? Was I out at the wrong time? And then I had to remind myself if my daughters, if this had happened to my daughters, what would be the advice that I would give to them? And none of that consisted of talking about what they were wearing. None of that consisted of talking about if they were out at the right time. So I had to shift my focus and really find out, okay, number one, I really wanna run. So how can I do that? And trail just seemed like it was a perfect fit. And I'm not going to lie. I got out there on the trail and I was a little scared the first few times. But after a while, it felt like home. Like trail to me feels like home. So, yeah. And you run solo sometimes or do you yeah. run a group? Yeah, no, I run solo. Ken's not getting out there with me that far out. <laughs> <laughs> he'll only go so far he does the short runs he, yeah he he's like after five after five miles he's like good luck babe you know maybe he'll ride his bike but for a lot of it yeah I'm out there on my own and like I said before people find it funny but I feel like the trail is safer than the street most days so I'm I'm out there nothing that I do when it comes to trail running 
um, is by happenstance. I just don't put my shoes on and go. Everything is pre-planned. I always have a map. I always have everything um, listed as to where I'm gonna be. So Ken knows I run with a tracker. So if anything was to happen to me, I can be found. Um, so there are precautions that we take. We do, I do it safely, but I am, I am out there by myself. So what is the craziest thing that, that has happened to you on the trail? Woo. Um, most of my crazy experience actually are with animals. So a lot of times when I'm out with storm, I might get tracked by some coyotes. We've been um, tracked by a group of them. They're a family. So it's funny because I've come to know like which coyote groups are in which areas. Uh, but when we first went out there, we got tracked by coyotes. I've um, definitely ran into rattlesnakes. So that's another big one. Um, I've fallen off some, some edges of some, some steep hills before and had to climb my way out or uh, roll my way out. What? <laughs> um, yeah, but I've been blessed not to be injured. So, you know, I don't, I can't say it's been a bad experience overall, learning experiences. Well, it sounds like definitely an adventure. So. <laughs> yeah. And then as far as people, I've never had an interaction with someone that was, that I felt like I was in danger. It's always very open, welcoming out there. So, yeah. So, now, well, well, let me, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, let me not say it's always welcoming. It's not always <laughs> welcoming, but no one has tried to harm me. We'll put it, we'll leave it there. <laughs> always some drama somewhere so what so what were the non-welcoming interactions yeah that's what i was gonna ask oh right to it huh i was like no we want to get to that <laughs> so the non-welcoming you know i in the sport that i do it's not a lot of people that look like me right not a lot of african-american women out there running trail and a lot of these spaces are um usually in areas that are more I don't know, I don't wanna use the wrong word because I don't think everybody's entitled, but they're a little bit nicer areas. And so the lack of color sometimes is there. And so when they see you, they're not always fond of you being there. And so you might get some comments, some stares, people ask you why you're there, like you're not in running clothes like them. Um, but yeah, it's all about how you handle yourself in that moment. And I, I mean, I definitely, I don't know if I can curse on here, so I don't want to curse. Yeah, I don't take crap for any from anyone, so I've always stood my ground. <laughs> I've always stood my ground and, and made it known, like, whether you want me here or not, if I'm legally allowed to be here, then this is where I'm supposed to be, and I'll run. So, yeah. Well, that's a good and, way to handle it. Go ahead, Coach. I think, I think entitled is the right word, and, you know, because I'm familiar with Antioch and uh, near to the area I'm in, Fairfield now I don't I don't want to say it's just a, um, a racial thing a white thing you'll have folks who live near the trails or literally almost on the trails and they'll feel like because they live there and they pay taxes there and they have it every day that it actually belongs to them so here when they see folks who don't live in the area or not on the trails they feel like they have a entitlement or empowerment to 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 I don't know, like to, to judge you, guide you, tell you what you can and can't do and fuck that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But you know what? Let me let me be clear about this, because I have to I have to say where it's due. The land that I mostly run on is Miwok land. Right. That is the native indigenous land that I run on. And so I don't feel like, you know, we have a lot of cattle 
ranchers and people who own the land in different various ways, but the land itself is the Milwaukee land. And um, so nobody can tell me <laughs> unless it's the indigenous people of that land first and foremost, whether I belong somewhere or not. So that's always on the forefront of my of my mind and, and in my interactions with people. And you know, Antioch, what people don't know about this town is it was a sundown town. So you have a lot of old thinking and a lot of old perceptions that kind of creep their way in and things are changing. We have um, some great things happening, but there are still there are still places where you kind of got to just assert yourself in there. Please forgive me. What is a sundown town? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do a little history lesson today. Hey. <laughs> so basically, what a sundown town is: there were towns where if you were a person of color, that maybe you could pass through, maybe you could even work in. But after a certain hour, when that before that sun went down, you needed to be out of that town, or you were gonna be met with a a lot of angry aggression a lot of people ready to to have a quite a few words with you so uh you know and that's me saying it nicely yeah I, yeah i got that <laughs> okay good to yeah. know i'm not going there <laughs> there's a whole meaning around that you know after sundown term yeah, yeah it you know and the good the great thing about it though is like i said things are changing and there's people like me who are making sure that we're visible and making sure that we let it be known that it's, there is diversity here. There are people from all different backgrounds here and we're not gonna let a select few of people change the great momentum that we have going. Yeah. So um, that's the plan. And that's why when you see me out in certain places, I make a point to go to those trails, to be in those spaces where you don't normally see uh, people of color. Yeah. Definitely. I love it. I love it. Um, what other trails in the area do you, is it just the one or what is this? Like? No, I'm all over. So we have Round <laughs> Valley, we have Contra Loma, we have Black Diamond, we have Round Valley. I mean, the list of trails that I'm just, that I have access to, I'm very blessed, are vast. I can head down the way to Joaquin Miller, which is its own other city, uh, regional park in Oakland, California. So my touch on where I can go and run is uh it's pretty cool it's pretty neat have you ever ran competitively so I have not run competitively when I was younger everyone told me I was too small to run track they were like uh you don't have the legs for it you don't have a you know and I played basketball so I was like well I should just play the thing that people already tell me I'm good at instead of trying to go do the thing that people tell me I'm going to be horrible at yeah. so I never ran competitively competitively um, and then coming into running itself, I started actually running for medals pretty later on. The first time I ran for an actual medal was I ran my first half for my 30th birthday. And that was the first time I'd ever run to get a medal. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to ask how old you are because you don't look 30. <laughs> oh, oh, well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> No, but I am, I'm 35 in a few days on the 19th, I will be 35. So yeah. Oh, happy early birthday. Thank and you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Coach, anything else? Since you're so close, it's, it's going to be a, 
like specific to the area. How is the, are you tapped into the, the running community in, um, in Oakland in terms of uh, our people, the culture? So in terms of the trail running, running? So the trail running um, community, there are a few, but, and I, and I don't want to like call anybody out because that I definitely never want to create a space like that. So I won't say anything particular, but there are some running crews that I have tried to run with. And it was more for, it was more competitive. I felt instead of unifying. And so that kind of turned me off and now I can't announce it yet. Cause there's some cool things in the works, but um, hopefully we can just bring more people in that may feel like they haven't found their home, like their group, their family yet. And we can just foster that and create that. But I will, if there's any ones that I'm missing out on offline, I would definitely love to touch base and, and see what's out there. You know what? I, I've had the same experience and I, I can't say that I've aggressively tried to get out and connect. Um, there isn't, at least that I'm aware of, a large black trail running presence in Sacramento. And I've, I've tried to come out this way a little bit. And I'm, there's one, um, Heat, hiking every available trail. Stan Miles runs that. That's a great group. But outside of that, some other groups I won't even name. It just seemed like it was very clickish, to be very honest. And so I was just curious to see if you had some other resources. Um, you know what? Like I said, I have some great things in the works and I can't <laughs> wait to announce it. But um, I do have to agree with you. And that's not to, that's not to dis diminish anyone's you know, group or anything that they started because that's their fold and that's their their family. Um, but when I look for a run group, some of the things that are have to be their key points is that when a person comes in, they feel welcome. When a person comes in, um, even if it's not just a black running crew, any crew, I don't want to feel like I'm speaking for everybody that looks like me. I want to come in as a runner and run. Also, when we talk about groups, I'm very anti, anti-racist, anti-oppressive, anti, you know, you got to be with my LGBTQT because I love my people. My son is a part of that community and I'll ride for him and anybody else, right? But um, a group has to have those lines and I have to know who I'm running for and what I'm running for with the people that I'm running with. So sometimes people can't do that and that's okay. It's just not my, not my thing. Awesome. Awesome. Don't forget to subscribe to our mail list on blackwithendurance.com. And if you're not already follow us on Instagram at blackwithendurance. Now back to the show. It's going to be a little bit of a sidetrack, but it's a question I had in the background. How did you meet your husband and um, how has his support for your running, especially running after being accosted still going forward? How has that been with him? Like, is he, has he been OK with that? Did he express reservation? So how did you meet him? And then a little bit about, you know, that that, that trauma and, and his role in helping you are going through that with you. I love that question. I'm glad that you got sidetracked. So, um, <laughs> so Ken, who Kenneth, who is my husband, me and him, him and I have known each other for who almost 17 years. And we've been together for 15 of those years. So we have quite a bit of history with each other. I actually met him when I was a waitress at Denny's 
and he is in law enforcement. And so he would come in and get his coffee and, you know, hang out a little extra longer than he should. Uh, so we got to know each other by just being friends. I actually, he was just always one of those people where you could sit and have a conversation with him. And he was interested in the, like, the story. And he was interested in finding out the end of things instead of just listening to bits and pieces just to get enough to be like, you know, slip in the, oh, I find you attractive, you know? So he was always that guy. And I, and I really respected about respected that about him. And then the other thing was, uh, he was just a great overall person. He's very intentional and observant. And he's a, he's a man of few words. I actually have him on Instagram and he is doing way more than he would ever do in his entire life. So credit to him. But as far as the, the running aspect goes, he never wants to be the person to take my independence. He never wants to be the man that says, I told my wife not to do. He's the man who says, well, babe, let's sit down and have a conversation and figure out how I can help you if this is a good option and what resources can we use? So after what happened happened, we talked for about on and off for probably about a week of trying to figure out if I was gonna go back out and run. And then when the idea of just running trails came on, he was like, okay, well, that doesn't feel safe either, but if this is what you really wanna do, let's get you everything that you need to go do it. So he turned into the tech man. He was like, oh, you need a GPS, you need a cell, extra cell phone, you need a safety kit, you need, he, he did, he planned all of that. And, and to, in order to make him feel safe, I was like, okay, I'll take all of this and go. I'll take all of this stuff and go and go run. And the funny thing is everything that he has given me at some point in time, I have used. So that just goes to him and his, his research capabilities, I guess. But I hope that answered your question. He supports me all the time. He's like right there. He actually supported one of my, well, he supports a lot of my marathons, but one, he had to ride next to me on his bicycle for 26 point two miles like giving me water giving me drinks and I took it for granted because I then turned around and tried to do an unsupported marathon by myself mile 16 I called my husband I said why'd you let me do this <laughs> you this is your fault I will never do this again how dare you let me try to do this by myself so he's yeah he's amazing he's the best support system I could I could ever have I couldn't do the type of running I do without him and I'm getting long-winded. I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, I can't no, no, it is that is beautiful. the information that we need. <laughs> and I hope my audio is still good. Um, that is just so inspiring. And, and and I know there's some listeners that are gonna walk away from this with some really good inspiration. I didn't know that your husband was in law enforcement. And that, that makes it even more prevalent that after the, the trauma that happened, someone who isn't in law enforcement can sit down and have a conversation with you. Like, if you still love this, I can support you. Here's how, here's how we can go about this. As opposed to saying, see, no, you don't need to do this. I need to keep you safe. So no, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, he, you know what? He, it, he has evolved where, as it comes to uh, running, cause now he obviously runs with me. Uh, but he understands, he never had to understand exactly how I love running. He just needed to understand that I love running. 
And that was enough for him. And so we were able to, to make it work. And I'm a better person because I get up every day and go run or have physical activity. I've been in the places where there's no physical activity and I'm not being active and, and just, I would never go back to that Dominique because that Dominique wasn't like, as they say, living her best life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm a huge proponent, pro- proponent of mental health and you know my running is part of that so he gets it and I love that about him so as we see you on Instagram with leaning with the kings whose idea was that to start I mean well probably yours obviously (laughs) but what does it mean to you guys to have this this page together of you guys doing all this active stuff as a family you know what leaning with the kings so leaning with the kings was really something else before it was ever leaning with the kings what it is now leaning with the Kings started off as us saying let's switch this platform because as a married couple and we're relatively young I'm going to say that we're relatively young. (laughs) We realized that there wasn't, we didn't see authentic married people sharing their real experience, right? We just saw everything of like, oh, we get along all the time. We're having such a good time. We don't have any problems. And we were like, that doesn't fit. That's not a real narrative of marriage, right? Marriage is a lot of things, but perfect it is not. And anybody who ever tells you that, they are lying to you or they just ignore each other 24 <laughs> seven, seven days a week. That's still not a marriage. <laughs> so, yeah, But you know, but marriage and don't get me wrong. Marriage is a beautiful thing. I wouldn't change it for the world, but really lean in with the King started as a way to say, here's a married couple just living our lives, but in an authentic way. And then over time, because the running aspect kind of started taking off before like us putting up the family and marriage and stuff like that and then running together came out of necessity to spend time our lives are crazy um so having that block of time to run together was super important to the point where we weren't even going to put it up because we were like look this is our time we don't want to make this for the world this is just us and together but then we put up a video and people loved it and it was really a um, pathway to talk about all the other stuff. So that was like the beautiful unfolding of it. And I'm forever grateful to the run once again, because it was able to assist in this other area that we hope we'll be able to, to branch out into. Does sharing it ever come up like as a problem or it, does it ever become a distraction from the actual, you know, activity? Like, when you're running and you guys set up the tripod or whatever to record it, do you feel it takes away from the run or does it just make it better? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to do this stuff and I'll swear to God, it's like annoying sometimes. Like, the, first, <laughs> the first couple of runs that me and Ken had, if you could see the arguments that took place with those runs, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just me being honest it's not because 
Ken and I are completely separate runners, right? I can stop, start, stop, 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 start, start, right? Ken is the type of person where he's like, look, my music is on. I hit my miles already. Like, stop talking to me. We need to run now. So we had a lot of uh, compromise that needed to happen. We found our groove maybe about four or five runs in, and we just took it from there. But the beginning, no, <laughs> it was a mess. It was an absolute mess, but we were committed to trying. So we'd have like, we'd have like, we used to call them pre-video fights, and then we'd make up. And then we'd shoot the video because you can't shoot the video mad. People can tell. They can be like, ooh, y'all fake. This does not look real. You do not, you don't want to touch him. So we have to make up and then we would shoot. But now we have a groove. Now we've figured out how to make it work. And now it's fun. We just have fun out there. Yeah, it looks fun. I'm like, I enjoy watching you guys. <laughs> I'm glad because that's really, that's really us. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was tough in the beginning, but we got it together. So tell us about your your new endeavor. Tell us about your podcast. Yeah. We have so many new endeavors. So we are starting our audio. So we're starting an audio blog because sometimes it's hard for people to sit down and read. Even even if a blog is super good, has great content, sometimes someone taking the time to sit down and read it is pretty hard, right? So we're starting our audio blog, which is going to be a blog from my perspective and Ken's perspective. So there'll be something for the women and something for the men to listen to, because I think that's important too. Um, Lean in with the Kings can't just be centered around me all the time. And then me and Ken just hanging out, he needs his own lane. Uh, so that will be on our website, Lean in with the Kings. And then we have our podcast, which is the Girl Up Wild podcast. And that's really just highlighting people in their stories. I believe everybody has a story. And I just think that it's not about capturing the most exciting, you know, soundbite worthy thing. It's about listening and figuring out how did this person who out the gate, we're all blessed to be here because we, so we could have been anybody else, right? So on this turn of rotation in the universe, we are here. And I think everybody has an important story that could be fuel, inspiration, or even a lesson for someone else. And that's what Grow Up Wild is all about. And then as far as what else do we have going on? We are starting our program under Grow Up Wild for kids to bring diversity to the trails. That was something we were working on pre-COVID, but it kind of got shut down and, and put to the side. But I believe in the fact that Kids, no matter their you know, age or color, they just need access. And if you provide them access and the ability to see what's out there for them, you're in the game. And we need that you know, within our community, especially within the black community, sometimes we get boxed in to the sports or things that we can do, right? Yeah. And so there's just, there's a lane for it. And I think that we, we deserve to give kids the opportunity to see it and explore it. Nature. I'm talking about nature in the outdoors. <laughs> yes, exactly. Speaking like about speaking about kids, I don't think have has the family been on the the gram. Have you done family runs? So uh, family runs, no, because I think I intimidate my children when it comes to running. But we do have family days, but I'm very respectful of my kids deciding if they want to be on camera or not. Um, 
and I want to say this in the best way because I know people put their kids on Instagram and I'm all for it if my kids want to be on Instagram, but I don't want it to ever feel pressure and I don't want them to ever feel like they have to get on there and smile and act a certain way or be a certain way if that's not what they're feeling. So we're trying to, you know, we're raising these new age kids, as I like to say, and we have to talk to them and communicate. <laughs> well, nobody talking to me. I couldn't communicate. I didn't have an opinion. But that's the thing, you know, it's so important to give your kids and to, well, because they have an opinion, whether they vocalize the opinion or not, they do have one, but it's important to let them know that their opinion is valid. Now, we may not always listen at the end of the day and like, okay, yeah, we're going to do what you want to do, but letting them know that they have that avenue, especially having girls, you know, we're raising young African-American women. And we want them to know that they can speak up for themselves. We want them to know that they can say no. We want them to value their time and their voice. So if we hinder that now, we're setting them up for failure later. So we just give them the option. And I know I just went into my clinical psychology bag. My, I'm <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I love it. No, it, it's needed because people, you know, we do that well, people silence their kids and they expect them to be able to speak up for themselves when something else, but we tell them to be quiet when they're over there playing, banging on their toys. So it, it starts from a young age. It doesn't, can't just wake up one day and be like, okay, go be an independent woman now. <laughs> That's right. And you know, and, I'll, and I'm not, I'm going to segue. So tell me if I'm segueing, segueing in the wrong direction. But a part of being able to speak up for myself and know that something was wrong and I'm getting to the mental health aspect of this because Lonnie, I told you I'm an advocate. Like, I think it's so important to talk about it. Um, I didn't know that there was something wrong with like me emotionally. I didn't know that I was having like depression and I didn't even know that it was okay for me to vocalize that because I was always told like, if you're sad, keep it to yourself. If you got a problem, keep it to yourself. You need to figure it out. You need to be an adult or you need to be a grown woman. Put your big girl panties on, right? And so when I was dealing with all of this stuff building up, I was just becoming, um, I was dimming my light more and more and more. And then at the point where I started to run in a healthier way, because I ran at a time that wasn't so healthy. But when I started running in a healthier way and I started using my voice, and that light became brighter and brighter and brighter. And so I would always say to anybody, it is important for your kids to learn how to use their voice and feel like they can say when something's wrong, because down the line, it will be like, it will help them out immensely. So that's my spiel on that. <laughs> Great. No, I appreciate it. I'm sure the audience is going to love it. Um, so we talked about uh growing up wild and yeah. at the king's blog uh but what is it I, i'm so curious what is this other thing <laughs> that you can't I, talk about yet <laughs> i can't talk about it yet it's a surprise <laughs> well you're gonna have to come back and tell us all about it or something well i'll just say this i'll i'll put it in this context um so i'm really happy and I'm excited at the fact that I get to stay within my community and I get to work in a way that doesn't just highlight everybody else, 
I actually get to reach back and pull people who look like me, who may have an interest in running or trail running, but they're kind of excluded. Yeah. So it's going to be a really good, it's going to be really fun. And I'm glad, and I get to, and we get to do it in my husband's like hometown, like Oakland, California is his, he's born and raised. And to be able to do something there is, is phenomenal. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it. You're making me give away all the information here. <laughs> Out of you. So, when will you do when and where will you do the uh, big announcement when where can the uh, viewers or followers i should say how can they get a hold of that announcement on the new project so it's gonna be on our on our ig platform it will be all over our social media when we do announce it um but yeah it's gonna be it's going to be good. It's going to be an, an exciting turn of events for us. It's us actually planting lean in with the Kings physically somewhere and like collaborating in a way where, you know, we can't turn back now. Like we're here. Everything else has been, you know, it's fun. People watch us, people interact with us. We're like, Hey, we're leaning with the Kings, but leaning with the Kings, we could cut the switch off on that and say, Hey, we don't want to do this anymore. And it would disappear. But this is kind of saying we're, we're here. And we're, we're permanent now. So yeah, we, we're, we're taking that big step and I'm excited. I'm excited. So I have a question for Black Endurance and I'm turning on my interviewer skills right now because <laughs> I can't help but do it. So Black with Endurance, you guys are highlighting the stories of endurance athletes that are African-American. And, you know, we talked a, bit, a little bit about my trials and tribulations in doing it why why this for you guys I know me and Lonnie talked about it a little bit but why black endurance um uh well when I, I created the name black with endurance it was excuse me sorry hey everybody that's my phone I thought I turned it off it's weird. It is off. Oh, but anyway, so Black with Endurance, I came up with the name last year and the summer um, after I realized, you know, more of the lack of diversity in endurance sports when I started looking into it more. And it wasn't really as, you know, about endurance sports. It was more about the endurance that we kind of accumulate throughout our lives, everything that we have to endure from childhood, from birth, you know, that we have to endure and how it translates over into our lives and in our sport. And it's a lot of black people have to deal with mental trauma or well, they have trauma that is undealt with and it comes out in other ways. And my personal experience is basically also what I think of. So when I think about black with endurance, kind of, I think about myself. I think about my endurance, what I've went through and how it has made me stronger. So I wanted to kind of project that and utilize my platform and my reach to share other people's stories, to get people more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Not publicity, uh, um, exposure in these sports and just what they've gone through and what they have to endure just to get to where they are, just the differences from other athletes of other races and hopefully get them some sponsors and you know make other things happen that we're working on. I love that. And coach, I'd love to know yours too um, because it kind of 
I had my, I had an idea of what it was supposed to mean. And so I didn't want to just assume, but, um, when I thought about black with endurance, when I heard the name of your podcast, it, to me, it was like an ode to the fact that we endure and not just in sports, uh, we endure in everyday life and we do, we go through some pretty stressful crap right throughout our weeks in our interactions with people. We have to code switch a lot. Um, in certain scenarios and really when it comes to the sport like endurance sports are hard but my life is hard right endurance sports are hard but I have to deal with this other set of things that happen as a black woman that are even harder so the endurance of the sport is like I can do this I can find a way to make it through this because I endure in my everyday life so that's what I thought. And exactly. I to sure that was the, what we were going for. Okay. You're, you're now like helping you me write it, this stuff right out. Like, <laughs> boom. Boom. That's it. That's why. That's that's all of it. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> like what she said. <laughs> but I love the name. And I told you that I, I love that you're so intentional with the name. And you're so intentional with the things that you guys are doing. And I respect it from like top to bottom because we need more of that. Like we, we need creators who are out there trying to not just be intentional, but authentic and thinking about like the bigger picture and not just how can I get something with a lot of views? How can I get, and all, and yes, we all want that. Like I want leaning with the Kings to explode. I hope it goes viral, right? But my intention behind it is to be as authentic as possible and to really like bring joy and peace and let people know, you know, things are hard, but it can be okay. Let's have this positive outlook. There's a way for you to blend, you know, everything. Not everything's going to be perfect, but you can blend and you can mix and match and you can have a very, you know, beautiful life. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you start. It's all about where you finish. Right. So. Or, yeah. yeah, where you finish. I mean, uh, I mean ultimately, I, I know that Black with Endurance is successful when, when there's some woman who has decided to get out on the trails but doesn't know where to go, where to start, and they go to the Black with Endurance Instagram or to our webpage, and they're looking for someone from their area, and they happen to find Leaning with the Kings, or they happen to find... Um, you know, so the, the brother we just talked to who's in Colorado or if they're in Philly or wherever they are in the world, they can come to our, our platform and find a resource. That's when I know Black with Endurance is, is uh, doing what it's supposed to do because it's about representation and inspiration. And we know that these pioneers like yourself are out there. We just got to make sure that the community knows how to find them. I mean, that's, that's just why we're here. I love it. And if there is someone who gets on here and they're listening to this and they want to go for a run, <laughs> let me tell you, the biggest thing you need to do is have the right pair of shoes. So get out there in them street shoes. You know okay? what? We need to do an episode about that. <laughs> Don't get out there in those street shoes trying to climb them hills because baby, you won't come back. <laughs> what? We did that. We did that. We went to Lebec. My daughter had on basketball shoes. <laughs> and Don't you do that. <laughs> No. Also, I wanted to add to what coach said, um, when it comes to knowing that we're in the right place, just this weekend alone, it's, it's May 16th right now for anybody listening. 
And I've seen so many Black people podium this weekend in various arenas. And I've been watching all the main sports pages. I've watched their stories. I see what they're posting. And I haven't seen anyone else posting. Excuse this. That's okay. That's just the universe agreeing with you. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen anybody posting these athletes other than me and these athletes posting themselves. But it's like, that's where the exposure comes in. Like we, we need our own platform. We need to share our stories, each other's stories. We need to, you know, celebrate each other's wins because ain't nobody else going to do it. Well, here's the thing. A lot of times when you go into these arenas that are not so-called our sports, we're never the experts. No, like I have been in a lot of spaces where they're like, oh, what you're doing is cool, but we're in hindsight, we're going to go with someone else who may have less experience because you don't look like the expert. And so I had to be able, you know, on different platforms to go, well, you may not think I'm the expert. And by all means, I may not be the top, top expert, but I do have something to offer, but I won't beg to sit at your table. I won't ask to sit at your table. I'll kindly build my own table and have a nice little feast with food, with flavor and enjoy myself over here. (laughs) Because eventually people will follow you. They'll find the content. And if what you're offering and what you're showing is, you know, it meets the criteria and it has holds people's interest, they will come, they'll find you. So it's all about, understanding that not everybody is going to want you there and not everybody is going to be happy when you do get there. But you guys are doing some phenomenal things for giving that recognition and that representation. And like I said, I have to respect it because we need more of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. (laughs) So are there any other questions? I don't want to dress. Like, I don't want you guys to feel like, I don't want you guys to feel like you're running out of things to talk about. I'm like, no, 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 we got a lot actually, but no, I don't have any other questions right now, but I am going to want to talk to you again when you guys announce what's going on, you know, maybe on live or something, we can go and um, tell us about your upcoming endeavors. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And here's a side note that I have to say. Yeah. My kids found out that you are an American Ninja Warrior. Okay. <laughs> and my youngest daughter, Violet, she's in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And I let her hear a portion of your uh, interview and she didn't put two and two together. And then she saw your photo uh-huh. and she said, she looks like me with braids. She was like, I can be a warrior. I, and I was like, well, you know yes, what she baby. does? I was like, do you know what she does to train for this? Okay. You got, you be giving me a hard time waking up for gymnastics. Do you know? And she was like, no, I can do this. I, so I want you to say, if I have a young one who turns into a ninja warrior, uh, and she's pretty hard-headed, so she might pull it off. How old is she? You get, she's Wait. nine. She's going to be ready to be 10 this year. Okay, and, well, next you know, year, Ninja Warrior Junior, um, I'm going to send you the application. Yeah, she, <laughs> she saw you, and she's like, she looks like me, but with braids. I could be a warrior. And I was like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> I hope so. That's so dope. Well, yeah, she. I was told her, I said, you got to wake up for gymnastics. And then I showed her one of your videos of all the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. And she got some perspective. So we'll, we'll see. She has to get the, <laughs> the commitment to it. So we'll see what happens. But you did. You inspired my, my youngest. And so that is what you were doing. And I was going to tell you that off 
this whole thing, but I'm gonna hype you up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh my God. Wow. You're incredible. (laughs) Coach, how you doing there? (laughs) I'm doing great. I'm doing great. No, Dominique, thank you for your time. And uh, we actually, we'll be in touch. We definitely will do more um, content. And I'd, I'd like to do another one where we just talk about gear, about, you know, what you're wearing, what you recommend other folks wear. Safety is a huge issue when it comes to um, trail running, especially with, you know, uh, black women and you just have a bunch of dollars. So I'd like to get that out there. I would love to do that anytime. And I have to say, I love this interview, but your energy reminds me of my husband. He's like, chill, relax. Let the uh, the two that are like the social outro, then you just come in with a sharp shooting questions. So I see you. I, I see you guys have that chemistry going. I love it. I don't know. You guys got it. You guys got a good thing going. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, (laughs) I will. I will. And before I get off, I leave everything that I wait that I do. I got to leave it here too. everything that I do. I leave with find your dirt and connect. And more importantly, everybody out there be well, you are worthy. Thank you guys so much for sharing space with me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Can't wait to talk to you again. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, I love that woman's energy. (laughs) So Dominique actually interviewed me a few months back and I told her she was the best interviewer that I've ever encountered. Like it was my favorite interview. (laughs) So she is incredible. I love her energy, everything. Make sure to stay tuned with Black With Endurance. We have some exciting things coming up in mid-August. I'm not going to tell y'all. I'm not going to spoil it. Just know it's going down. (laughs) Make sure you guys sign up for the email list. Go to the website, blackwithendurance.com. Sign up for the email list so we can send updates straight to your email so you don't miss a thing. And don't forget to buy some Black With Endurance merch. That is how you show love and support for us. Make sure you tag us in your pictures so you can go in our highlights on our page. Also, if you're into non-alcoholic beer, make sure you go to athleticbrews.com or athleticbrewing.com and get you a couple cases of that athletic brewing beer use the code lonnie20 l-a-n-i 20 for a 20% discount off of your first order much appreciated um that's all i have for you guys today thank you guys for rocking with me i appreciate you if you have been listening this far you are the real mvp make sure you like subscribe comment dm me whatever i appreciate you